Hi, everyone. This is Chitika. Hey, everyone. This is Selena. Uh, and you're listening to the second episode of our podcast, Working Knowledge. Welcome back. Um, thanks for coming back. Uh, we're very excited to keep uh, this thing going. And um, if you did get a chance to tune into the first episode, do let us know what you think. We're always looking for um, feedback and like new ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if this is your first time joining us, that's perfectly fine. You didn't miss too much. Um, oh, by the so- way, someone said that you that it sounded like a... Um- a 45-minute Misfits market ad, oh, and no. I thought that was so funny. It's like, oh, God. It's okay. We talked about... I talked about Misfits for maybe... Like, seven minutes. minutes. It's okay. okay no, it's ten fine. minutes. Misfits is a good Maybe thing. they can sponsor us. I'll uh, reach out to them. Who okay. said that? See. Oh, yeah. thanks, See. <laughs> as long as he orders from them, it's all worth it. Uh, yeah, okay. If you are just joining us, we're... Um, friends from college and this podcast uh is called working knowledge because that rhymes uh it's called working knowledge because we're just trying to figure out um life basically now that we don't have classes and things to tell us um give us new information anymore so this Mm -hmm. whole like self-education thing is this uh uh new project that we're undertaking and so on this podcast we'll just be sharing like things we learn or you know kind of trying to discover new stuff together um the first kind of series of episodes is new grads now what so last week we talked about uh the episode was called kitchen adventures and we just talked about like new things we've learned in the kitchen and related to the kitchen uh and this week we are talking about um like (laughs) we don't have an episode title Mm -hmm. so we we will discover um by the end of this episode hopefully whatever this title is going to be but we are talking about like sort of unexpected uh professional development like adjusting our career plans a little bit not the plans but sort of our approaches to um job searching and Mm -hmm. just like figuring out what to do as emerging professionals that's technically the category we're in yeah Yeah. so and we're also just um, here to catch up because we don't see each other very often so ever actually we haven't seen each other since may yeah, well, we probably won't see each other for a while either, so. I know, it's sad. But, you know, we'll see each other virtually, and if nothing else, then this podcast is a way for us to stay in touch. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, I think we both kind of wanted to start, I mean, obviously, we graduated in a time that's, like, really um, overwhelmingly uh, difficult, I think to graduate in (laughs) that's like the easiest way to say it as many people have been telling us like oh my god like class of 2020 got a raw deal i'm like yeah you think (laughs) yeah (laughs) thanks for telling me that but i mean i think it's like in some ways it's um kind of uh a good opportunity for those of us that don't have full-time positions to find new hobbies and like um maybe find another passion to to do something in i don't know um so we both kind of wanted to first talk about like our uh part-time jobs um i know like a lot of people don't even have part-time jobs so like i don't want to like be like oh i have a part-time job um but i think it's interesting because we're both doing things that are like um architecture or like design adjacent but not necessarily what we initially had planned to do in the very beginning um which i think a lot of people are finding themselves doing nowadays so 
Yeah. No, yeah. It's it's it sucks. Uh, but keep going. I mean, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's just like uh, we don't want to be like too disheartening during this episode, or at least I don't want to be. But it is kind of like a situation where we have to just make do with what we have. So what I've been doing, um, and I'm really very lucky that this has happened um, to me, is I have a part-time um, contracting design slash front-end developing position with an old boss of mine. Um, I worked for him, like I think my second year summer internship, um, and I did like front end development and like design and graphic design stuff for um, a startup at that time. So he created a new um, startup, and then I just um, ended up working for him because he needed some like contract work. And it it's been like a real blessing so far because he totally like un- understands the situation and he's like willing to like give me work. Um, but it's mm-hmm. also like it's definitely not the position that I would have found or that I would have wanted to be in um, at this current point in time. So, but I'm learning a lot of things, I think, which is like, um, good. Right. Yeah. Well, it's also like, we were talking about a bit about this a bit, but there's this inevitable, like, and sort of loaded interview question that you sort of expect to hear whenever we do start to get like more active, um, in our job searches, it's like, well, so what have you been doing since graduation? Or like, how have you been handling the sort of like job market, you know, mm-hmm. as a professional? Or what have you learned? As in... like a... Yeah. Yeah. What have you learned? Or like, what have you done to like grow? And it's, uh, it's a hard question to answer. Um, at least so for me, that's always been like, if I get too comfortable doing nothing, I'll just be like, oh, what am I going to say if somebody yeah. asks me that? Yeah. Um, which is maybe not the like, it's not as... Uh, <laughs> like secure or functional as like being motivated to do things because like you know internally or whatever but it Mm -hmm. works um but yeah i i think that sounds like a really great position because i i think i remember like your when you interned for your current boss like back in yeah it was second back when we like started becoming really good friends i think I it think was it was like, year, uh, yeah. that was when you were in San Francisco, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a, uh, I remember that time. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Interesting so it's, situation. It's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For other reasons. But yeah. uh, second year was a good time. But um, it's, it's like I'm in a similar situation, not in terms of the work, but in terms of like going back to somebody that I worked for um, over the summer. So last year uh, I taught at... Well, I like worked through the Center for Architecture Explorations at our school. Um, And so I taught some summer programs like on campus and then off Mm -hmm. campus at a really, really cool organization in Pittsburgh called Assemble. Um, And because I was sort of on their like roster of teachers from last summer um, and I also like ended up taking a class with their director and founder, um, this spring, I sort of ended up on this email that they sent out, which was looking for part-time teachers to do their virtual summer programs. Um, and so it was just it was just a really quick thing. I responded, absolutely, yes. Um, and then because I'd worked for them before, it was kind of, mm-hmm. you know, smooth and streamlined. So I'm still teaching a few classes a week, but I wrap up like next week, I think is my last oh, wow. um, set of classes. Yeah, so I'm just going to be like, ooh, time Aww. to do time to do something else now it's yeah. it's great i think it's like you said it's like uh, design related and adjacent mm-hmm. 
uh, of course, like I'm, I, you know, am using so many things that I learned in architecture school to do this work. I think it's one of those things where we're very lucky to have such a broad education. I think oh, I yeah. know a lot of people feel like oh, yeah. architecture is like a very specific field, which in a way it is, but the way it's also like the complete opposite. Yeah. Exactly. Right. The way that I think it's like if you work as an architect, you do do very specific tasks. But if you're an architecture student, you have to complete so much like basic training in all these different areas. You become very like a new architecture grad is very flexible in terms of yeah. what they know how to do. Yeah. So that's been that's been useful um, in terms of like using my using things I learned and it's also really nice to teach and interact with kids you know I was telling Mm -hmm. um my supervisor earlier this week I said how it was really good to have like at least a few days in the week where I focused on somebody else so I had to like we did this virtually so I had to put on something kind of nice and cheerful in terms of like what I was wearing mm-hmm. um, and how it just was. And you have to sort of get your energy up to get all of the students engaged. Because, I mean, if we're having a hard time being at home all the time, imagine being like a 10-year-old who's used to being outside and like with friends and doing things constantly. I mean, I can't even imagine. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think both, I mean, you can talk about this a bit more, but, you know, um, in your case too, you're using a lot of things that I mean you minored in like HCI so mm-hmm. um yeah and even I'm, in general you're yeah using a yeah. lot of things you like learned in school and it is sort of like what's the word like maybe non-traditional uh, professional development or it's not like what we expected we would be doing to grow as professionals but it is helping us yeah ultimately. I, I mean hopefully I would hope so I'm, yeah. I mean <laughs> Yeah, I did. I minored in um, human computer interaction and I do like I do definitely agree that the architecture or at least our architectural education has been really diverse and that it teaches you a lot of different skills that you can apply in different ways, which is one of the things that I always say in these like um, non-traditional like design positions like the one I'm right that I'm in right now. Is that um, even though I, you know, graduated with an architecture degree, I think I learned a lot of things that like other candidates maybe don't really know. Uh, with just like the design, um, what do you call it? Design method or like um, different Process. ways of processing. Yeah, thinking about like space or something in a different way, whether it's virtual or physical. So um, totally. No, yeah, that's a great. Uh, that's a great way to put it. I think that's a really it's like plausible and sort of believable you're not really mm-hmm. stretching um the truth as such but it's also like unique i think that's the sort of big thing that we have to learn how to do especially now is how do you convince the person like interviewing you or just anyone even yourself frankly like how do you how do take you an opportunity them? that's well how do you even for yourself how do you sort of rationalize like what you've been up to as a sort of as sort of unplanned short-term part-time project right and mm-hmm. how do you make it like part of what part of your sort of long-term aspiration as as a professional mm-hmm. um i think i mean that's just we can talk about that for forever in terms of like school oh, right yeah. sometimes you take an elective or you like get involved in in like an org or an event and you're just kind of like i don't really know where this fits and then you sort of look back 
And then you're like, oh, oh, that's where this came from. Yeah. Or well, that's kind of how like I started that. in um, this human computer interaction or like even just UI UX design is that like I started out by helping my friend who's colorblind pick out a color palette for his like summer project. And then it just ended right. up like obviously going way past that. But you never kind of know what um, skills you pick up uh in college mm-hmm. for us specifically that led us to this and i'm i'm really glad that i did because i um i think a lot of people are um in a situation where they can't really find uh, a position even though our like what we're doing isn't necessarily what we want to be doing it's something that we mm-hmm. kind of enjoy doing i think a lot of people are having trouble even finding that right now so i'm glad that i like took the time to find these skills previously to yeah like, even have the opportunity to do something that I, like, kind of enjoy, but maybe don't, like, love, love, you know? Yeah, or you don't, ex- it, wow, sorry, I'm watching, like, the bar on Audacity, and that little, <laughs> it just shot up, so I feel like I said a very loud, oh, 10 seconds That's ago. because I you apologize. just, you were quiet before, and now you're I know, quiet. I know. <laughs> it's just, the, the app was like, oh, what's happening? Sorry. Just don't look at um, it. <laughs> but I was going to say, I think it's it's one of those, like, the the taking... The takeaway from this or the learning is, you know, say yes to things, even if you're not completely sure, like, why they're useful, quote unquote, or like, Mm -hmm. what is like, just because something doesn't directly translate into a resume line item doesn't mean it's not worth pursuing or it doesn't mean it's not going to ultimately become something that is now like relevant in your career. I mean, I, I always like enjoyed working with like students and you know kids but i was never kind of like clear how it would be uh incorporated into my career as a designer and architect Mm -hmm. you know but the more i spend the more time i have spent like teaching these classes and then this summer it was virtual and then like because of the last summer job i like continued into the spring and then i did like you know about saturday sequence and stuff so um I used to teach like on the weekends during the semester. Um, and then you kind of, you learn a lot because of course m- all these camps are like architecture related. So I am teaching design fundamentals and it's like good to, I don't know, sometimes you get lost in like the way you do it in school and studio, right? And it's different mm-hmm. to teach like an eight-year-old about spatial thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's also, really good for it's you. super different to like teach an engineer about like virtual spacing. I think it's so funny. Um, right yeah i think it's you we learn a certain like way of looking at the world and then when you we're used to talking to each other in those terms or thinking in those terms and then Mm -hmm. sometimes you're in a room full of people who like don't have the same like design thinking or the same background and then you sort of express something to them a certain way and they're like oh wow you just like unlocked something for me yeah but even for right even for us it's good to hear like how other people see the world right it's like important Mm -hmm. because designers are supposed to be able to interact with like all kinds of people yeah but in terms of even like my own like interests as a designer kind of like working in education really made me think so much more about like spaces for learning and now that's such a it's obviously it's always relevant but like today it's just this like big burning um question Mm -hmm. as a candidate for a job or as like a future designer it's like a new skill that we have to suddenly like you have to have an opinion on this thing and like mm-hmm. know what other people are saying about 
all of this. So I think that's like, you know, in terms of professional development, that's another thing to think about is so how do we sort of keep up or like in our work or like our part-time endeavors and like things that we're doing, how are we learning about um, all of these things? Yeah. I mean, like, I think everything we've been saying is just like our perspective and I'm sure other people have other totally. views on things. But I think um, hopefully what we're saying, like, speaks to people in like a relatable way because i think a lot of a lot of my peers at least um <laughs> chitika just like crossed her fingers um <laughs> and i think a lot of my peers at least feel similarly um but yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah are there any other like uh things that you've done related to professional oh. development i guess mm-hmm. any specific things you've done imagine i'm the interviewer what have you done over the summer <laughs> between graduating and now um, well, as you may have noticed on my resume, uh, oh. I did get, I'm not, I'm not going to be talking like this. I don't know why I'm <laughs> pulling like the LA, um, Valley girl right accent. Now. Yeah, that's okay. That's a whole other story, but that's because that's how I taught myself how to speak like an American. And a lot of people on TV have like, <laughs> like this so Valley funny. girl. Anyway. Oh yeah. So I got, I got a credited as a lead uh, green associate um, thank you so lead stands for well you know this and the yeah. interviewer would know this but to <laughs> to the audience um, lead stands for leadership in <laughs> I just I just took this exam yeah. That's so funny. and I so know what it. it stands for I can do this. Okay. Lead lead stands for leadership and energy and environmental design. I was going to say that. And then I just completely like, I just it's had okay. this absolute brain fart. That's so funny. But you um, know it. So that's all that matters. I do. Yes. Anyway, lead is L-E-E-D, leadership and energy, environmental design. And so you can get um, like accredited as somebody who is a uh, quote unquote, like eh, expert is a tough word, but like is, is knowledgeable. knowledgeable. Maybe, yeah. yeah. In, or like in, aware of how it works exactly so lead is like basically built it's not like law obviously when buildings are constructed they have to meet like the code uh like the building code and mm. there are certain like minimum you know sort of things that a building has to do in terms of like how wide is the stairway or like how many elevators are there based on how many people use the building etc cetera, etc cetera. but you can aspire like to be more than code compliant and then there's different like certifications that buildings can um receive so mm-hmm. lead is one of them and then there's like different types or like versions of lead for different building types or yeah. for like new buildings versus existing buildings and then there's like you can be lead certified or silver or gold or platinum so it's like a point-based rating system so depending on how many points you achieve uh you can be lead certified or whatever you can have a certain level of lead um, you as in like the building the building yeah like yeah, yeah. and so people who take the like who study lead and then take the exam um can be lead accredited professional so i have like the first level of certification which is green associate and then if i decide to um if i take like the next exam then i can be lead accredited in a specific like type like category yeah so you can be like well the next thing is like lead ap but then you have Mm -hmm. which is accredited professional but then you have to choose like you know which which thing um you want to be accredited in so we'll see that's 
I, yeah, it's but exciting. I took that one exam. I passed it. Yeah, and it was Ooh. it was awesome because I was uh, well. I've told you this stuff, but um, I was like just kind of passing the practice tests. Mm-hmm. So you have to get like a an eighty five or whatever, and I was like eighty. How was studying for that? Like as someone who's like not in school. Oh, forget even not being in school. I mean, architecture school is so like test not heavy. Yeah, that's true too. And the last time, I, and I used to be. I mean, like, if you went to, like, a school that's, like, somewhat selective, you had to be Mm -hmm. a good test taker, even if it was for, like, standardized testing. So Mm -hmm. everyone, like, that we went to school with has kind of gone past that of, like, yeah, I, like, aced the SAT. Or, like, has, like, a basic knowledge of how to take a standardized test. Exactly. Because especially when you're, like, just fresh into college, like, everyone's been testing so much. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we came into this program that was, like, textbooks, what are they? I feel like we've had, like, maybe eight textbooks over five years. It's incredible. And some of them you only use, like, a few chapters of exactly oh my gosh yeah so i mean i was a i am like a history minor but even then it was like very little testing after second year like i was just doing a lot of like writing and reading you know Mm -hmm. but um yeah i I hadn't taken a test since (sighs) i think like our modern architecture one the class was like high second year third year yeah second year spring or whatever and i Mm -hmm. kind of like didn't do great on that test because um i like i panicked (laughs) No, I totally, I absolutely remember, like, absolutely lost it in the middle of the test. I was like, Mm ah. So the last test I took was that test. So I was not feeling great. I was like, "Mm." um. But you passed. But it went well. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, I passed with, like, a 96. So That's a pretty pretty good score, I would say. I mean, I don't know the comparison or the average, but sounds good to me. I think so. I think 85 85 is a pass. I would say that's a safe pass. Yeah. yeah, I felt good about it. I don't know. I don't know pe- what people actually score. So, yeah. but I feel like eighty five is a fairly high like passing score. Anyway, that's like yeah, a like high you B. have to score relatively high. That's a B, right? To, like to a B pass. plus, yeah. yeah. Which I mean is a good thing because I'm sure you do want like knowledgeable people with this accreditation. But yeah, yeah, that's but exciting. That's, those are my things. That's my interview answer. What about you? What have you done besides um, your I've done cool a couple things. Stuff? I mean, like, my part-time stuff is not really architecture-related. So if I talk about it to anyone that's in architecture, they'll be like, what? What's uh, <laughs> what's React? What is uh, front-end development? Um, but Wait, what yeah. is React? Uh, I know React, what front-end development is. Front-end development is basically coding and developing what you... Uh, what you see is like, like yeah, the, interface, the, yeah. the actual interface. Um, React is oh my god, I'm gonna completely f- this up, but oh, I'm gonna completely screw this up. Sorry, I don't know if we're you can, cursing you on can, this. Yeah, no, we're not. And you can okay, cut that out. <laughs> okay, I'll like bleep it. Um, but front, um, uh, sorry, <laughs> React. <laughs> React is a oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna look this up because I don't want to screw this up. That's fine. I'm glad you also. It was made by Facebook. I know that. Okay, it's a JavaScript library for building user interfaces. So I know what it is. I just I don't want to like mess up the actual description. JavaScript. Um, Okay. Yeah. So React is like it's a platform that I think Facebook made um, and like helps maintain uh, to Mm -hmm. create applications for like whatever it is you need. So the company I'm working for uses React. It's like the most not like the most newest, but like the most commonplace. Uh, commonplace and newer and like constantly like um added on to kind of platform um that everyone yeah and it's also it's really like 
um, intuitive kind of in a way. I'm not going to go into it, but you learn a lot about like how coding front end works with it. So yeah, learn that. That was uh, a rough time seeing as I really don't have much JavaScript experience. But other than that, um, what have I been doing? Your mask. Oh, Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about my mask. Um, So my sort of like hobby uh, over the past few years is I've done a lot of sewing. That sounds like such a grandma thing to say. Um, But I've... It's trendy. Yeah, sure. I've done like um, a couple of fashion shows with my uh, friend, Michael. Shout out, Michael. Um, And with that, I've... Hi, Michael. He followed us. I hope he listens. Yeah. Hi, Michael. Um, (laughs) So with that, I've gained like a lot of sewing skills. um, And a lot of people since like the pandemic started and stuff have asked me why I haven't made um, like masks and stuff like that Mm. um, as uh, without like all my scraps and stuff like that. Sure. So I didn't do it really initially because I had no like need for it. And like there was a lot of um, other stuff going on at the time. Right, right. Yeah, but then when I got home, obviously with like a lot of time on my hands, I was like, well, I kind of want to start this mask situation. Um, I wanted to make masks for my family and stuff like that. So I thought about um, starting an Etsy. Well, I have an Etsy, but I thought about like starting a listing on my Etsy um, for masks. And um, yeah, it just kind of went from there. So I make and sell masks and donate the proceeds. to whatever organization the buyer wants or an organization of my choice. Um, and so far I've made like almost like 90 masks. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Sold maybe like, yeah, about 90 masks. And then um, donated about $375 or something like that mm. to That's various awesome. organizations. Yeah. I mean, I can pull up my list of them. Hold on. Wait, so like I... St- I'm placing an order today because oh my god, I yay! Paid, but um, yeah, we love we love Friday payday. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's been like it's been a really fun experience for me. I mean, That's it was awesome. really stressful at first because like the one when I first launched it, um, I got a lot more responses than I expected, um, which is like <laughs> obviously like, like it's fine. Sure, it's, uh, I'm happy to make them That's if people than, want yeah. them. But I'm basically donating. Um, what's the percentage? see like 90 percent of the money that i make from it or 90 percent of the money coming into me profits the profit um like after your after your like cost is covered right oh no i'm donating all the cost base or donating everything after the cost so the cost right that's what i mean like after your cost is covered yeah you like donate the rest which is about like 90 you're donating all the profit yeah basically um which normally rounds out to about 22 dollars for a three pack um on etsy they cost 24 so with all the costs and everything i've donated about 375 dollars let me see yeah i have one two three four five six seven 15 orgs so far um and then Mm. i just donated a couple more today that i haven't like posted or uh, put on there those are for like the lebanon and beirut um mm. aid stuff like that yeah but i was really like super pleasantly surprised by the like the response, response. for it yeah. yeah people were um 
I mean, I figured people need masks anyways, and I'm not, like, trying to make money off of it. Um, I barely, like, break even anyways. Um, don't tell anyone that, but I barely break even. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I just figured it was, like, a good use of my time. And I had a lot of scrap uh, material that would have otherwise gone to the landfill, so I figured why not use them for some good, basically. That is very cool. Wait, do yeah. you still have that scrap from that dress of mine? Yeah, of course I do. Okay. Cool. I'm going to place a custom order today. I love that. And I'm glad you mentioned that the recent ones have been going to, like, uh, relief funds for Beirut. I think that's a very cool thing mm-hmm. to, like, for you to be able to promote, you know, because um, yeah. people are still getting masks, very much needed, and then we can sort of respond to another to thing. Yeah. It's, I know we didn't, we're not going to, like, talk about it today, or, like, that's not, like, this is not the episode, but... I read that it's the third most, like, devastating, like, explosion yeah. after Hiroshima and Nagasaki. That is... That's insane. I'm... Like, had, did you see, so like, scary. The, I mean, I've seen... Everyone's been, like... Like, the impact map? The impacts, like, um, maps, like, of, like, New York or D.C. or whatever. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah, it's incredible, actually. Yeah. Like, incredibly, like, terrible, but, like, it's almost... It's... Yeah. Really hard to... Well... We can talk about it another day. But it's also, I think, like the impact maps that are putting it in cities that people are maybe more familiar with, like, say, on this side of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that really, that's what... It completely changes things. Helps people understand, right? Because like, you just... Like, the one for New York, for New York basically, um, directly, obviously, covers the island of Manhattan, but, like, yeah. way out into uh, New Jersey, as well as upper North, um, New York. It's incredibly terrible. But yeah, so like I guess my side uh, hobby or like my part-time job, if you want to consider it that, even though I'm not your entrepreneurship money from it, endeavors. Is, yeah, it's like I'm kind of trying to like learn to run a business, quote unquote, and then also I'm trying to do some social good at the same time because I'm stuck here where I can't really go protest. I can't really like do anything other than um, donating money for like things. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I think that's, that's really my interview cool. answer. That's would you hire answer. me? I would hire you. I was just gonna say that before you asked me, but I oh, would good. hire you. Thank would you. Would you hire me with my um accreditation? Yeah, of course. Over a candidate <laughs> that doesn't have one, like me. So oh, you're good. I yeah. I just also like. I really respect the like effort you have going oh, on with you. the masks. I think that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. buy them so. on um, online Etsy on etsy yeah well you have an instagram account we can yeah uh, so my instagram uh is craft and seam it's just craft and seam um and you guys can click on the link in the bio and it'll take you to my page um i took the listing down for a little bit before because i had something else to deal with but it's back up now so check it out Woo. there will always be things to donate money to yeah especially right now so oh yeah but also, Selena is really good at what she does with craft, so I think that's very cool. I will, I will. Now that I've committed to it, like publicly on this podcast, I will place an order. Yeah, tonight. I'm expecting one later today. Yeah, and you'll as long probably as I get, get it my custom. Yeah, you'll probably get it before our next episode recording. So, <gasps> how exciting! I can do a review. All right, sounds good. Um, that sounds- yeah. So I guess like our. Yeah. We don't really have like a lesson um, necessarily. Well, I, guess I guess it's like try new things, 
make use of your time. Say yes. Say yes to things. And um, if you have, yes, like, and. skills or... Op- <laughs> yes, and If you have, like, skills and an opportunity comes up, just take it. Um, and you never know what you might get from it. All right. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.